Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome, people. My name is Matsky. My name is Jolly. And this is the Giggle Fix podcast. Hooray. Hooray. How marvelous. And I'm getting beer. That's completely unlike the Google Fix podcast. <laughs> That's never happened before on this at all. We have a special guest on the Google Fix podcast today, and it is the one and only, my mate, Daniel Lil. Everybody go hooray. Hooray! hooray. hooray. Welcome, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know why, but I joined in on that hooray. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have a choice. Because no. We got him in the building. And I was part of everybody, exa- right? Yeah, exactly. That was entirely what we were anticipating. So, yes, Welcome. Um, uh, this is the first time we have done a podcast in, uh, well, not, not only that, but in about a million years. Um, so, uh, it's kind of weird. I've forgotten how to do this. Um, uh, I've just spent two years doing, uh, online readings and, and now we've got back to having a guest, a live human being. Was it been two years since you lasted an episode? It's been at least two years since we've done, really? done, done, a, done a, a, proper, a proper episode of the, of the wow. Fix podcast. Yeah. That's been tested um, now, Daniel. So. Yes. So, so, so there's no pressure. Oh, there must be a reason you stopped. There was this thing called COVID uh, that kind of interrupted us being able to get guests into a studio environment and sit down with them. And, and, oh. and, and people didn't have setups for... Uh, for recordings. Well, actually, no, as you were saying earlier when we were chatting about this, probably everybody's doing a podcast now, so probably everybody's got the facility to do it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, welcome, Daniel Lill. Daniel Lill is is a comedian. Uh, he is yep. a uh, advertising whiz, and he's Danish. Um, don't hold that against him. Yeah, we won't hold that against him. Uh, <laughs> but, I'm glad. But, that was the only thing I was worried about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but, so, but we have actually been served up some, some alcohol by, by Jolly whilst I've been blethering. Uh, so it's cool. It's uh, cool. As we say cool. around these Thanks parts. for having me. Welcome. Welcome. Cheers. Welcome. Skull. Thank you, Kinky. Skull over there, Matt. Skull over there on the other side. Well, really, I really I love how Jolly like poured you and... Me, a Foster's, and he's like, oh, that's out. I'm going to bring out a two-borg. <laughs> <laughs> so he's drinking a two-borg himself. So what, <laughs> is, he serious? is, is yeah. it Foster's that he's giving us? I didn't see what it was he was yeah. throwing yeah. out. I don't think I've ever tried this, but I, I like it. It's, it's Australian for lager, apparently. Mm-hmm. I got it in England. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, you do own Australia, right? <laughs> yes, we do, uh, it, unofficially. 
yeah. all your Australian Never listeners. Yes. <laughs> yes, all of my Australian well, listeners are now tuning out. <laughs> exactly. You guys take care of yourself until the Queen comes. <laughs> then exactly. she's in charge. I'm trying to think who, who it was. I think it was, it was, a, I think it was a, a British comedian called Jasper Carrot who, who opened up. He was playing a gig in Melbourne or something and he was doing a tour of Australia. Uh, and he realised that the some jokes don't go over well in Australia. One of which, when he sort of stood there, walked out onto stage, and said, "Hello, Melbourne! It's absolutely fantastic to be playing Her Majesty's largest open-air prison." That's and a good joke. Stony silence, apart from the English people in the audience who were falling about laughing, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great joke. It's a decent joke. It's a very good joke. So, Jolly, you have some questions for, for, for Mr. Lil. I've been doing um, a little bit of Googling, Daniel, and obviously I'm very interested in what you do and try and fix your brains. So I'm also brain interested in what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Whatever, whatever the hell we can get away with, yeah. really. Yeah, I'm actually a little bit nervous. I've never actually interviewed a comedian before. Uh, <laughs> please, please be gentle with us, Daniel, please. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. He treats me roughly in the office. Well, so basically it's... what comedy is, is just... Um, it's, well, it's just... Like trying out stuff and then editing it. It's like telling, you know, you know that you have that funny uncle who's actually funny. Yes. Even though he tells the same stories. <laughs> That's what I do for a living. <laughs> I just try out the stories for years and years and years and years and change girlfriends, thereby change families. <laughs> and now I've come to find a family that finds you funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's called an audience. That's one of my questions, Matsky. Oh, sorry. Go on. How many wines do you have? the vocal cords before I start the first question. Why don't we? Skull again. Oh, okay. It's another one. It's going to be... We have done uh, giggle fixes in the past, which basically involved vast amounts of drinking. I think I explained to you about the one we did with well, the, the with, three that we ended with up doing with yeah, Johan, where we just got levered in the end. Uh, he was spilling it's, champagne all it's over quite my amusing. couch, and it wasn't very, uh, very good, was it, Matt? With the champagne that he was uh, yeah. opening. Well, I mean, the stuff that we supplied was was plonk, but the stuff that he supplied was good. That's um, good. Yeah. What a guest! Yeah, I, can I just start by saying I'm sorry I didn't bring champagne? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we're not stupid. I mean, usually we go with people that can. But you're here because of your technical skills. So. Okay, and Johan was there because of the <laughs> champagne. Was there because of the champagne. Okay. Exactly. It's your technical, testicle skills, man. Your testicle skills. And your skill, your skill in manipulating testicles. Right. Yes. Sorry. You, um, so you have a question? Yes. Come so on, Mr. Johnny. Here we go, then, Daniel. How did you get into stand-up comedy? Question one. Um, what actually happened was, I I, <laughs> I think everybody's been thinking maybe I could do that or maybe I, I should never do that. But uh, when I was like, I don't know, 16, 17, maybe 14, 13, something like that. Yeah. Teenager. I saw the first stand-up uh, comedy show I ever saw and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I was like, that would be fun to do. And then I forgot all about yeah. that I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, in and out of years, I was playing music and I was playing at some theatre and stuff like that. And Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, you're a guitarist, aren't you, as well? Yeah. yeah. You're an actor as well, sort of semi Yeah, I've done a couple of, couple of, well, they were actually big movies, but the parts were small. <laughs> as you say. Really? Which ones? Which ones have you been? Are you going to be asking these questions later or should I, because I'm now fascinated. No, it's okay. Uh, I did, uh, the, the, the bigger one was a Danish uh director called Nils Malmros. Yeah. He did a... Um, what was it called in English? The, mo- the movie was called Knowing the Truth, I think. Okay. 
which is was about uh, a, a big doctor scandal in the some like forties, thirties, or sixties, or something like that. Yeah, I really about a, that. A, a contrast uh, injections stuff thingy uh, they used for uh, right for X-rays. Okay. And it turned out that it killed people like years later. I was Shit. I was the first. I played the first guy who got k- killed of it. <laughs> so you died. Yeah, more or less. I die. I die like uh, six minutes in. Fuck. Yeah, but I'm in the first scene. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the opening act. Scene <laughs> <laughs> one. As, as yeah, the, yeah, exactly. As the opening act, you died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we went to the premiere, and after six minutes, like, oh, that's good. I'm out. You just went down the pub. You'll find me at the bar. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're walking out. Exactly. I'll receive my roses now. <laughs> But I did that in and out, and then all of a sudden, I was I was doing. Did this, a, did this establish a, a pattern for you? I mean, did you then go into your next film and you were killed in that one as well, or is is this, or you're just not too sort of teenage femaleish? No, I went that? into another movie and killed the movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it never came out. Stocks of death. No, it didn't really. Well, I, I just had some. I, it gave me a couple of uh, like. Uh, Auditions and stuff like that. Okay. The thing, the thing was, well, I was fourteen. I was probably like six foot two at that you, point. At fourteen. I was so like I grew so fast. How old are you now, Daniel? Sorry, I'm. I am thirty. I turned thirty-five in a couple of months. And I mean, you're absolutely. How tall are you? You're about six four, aren't you? Six six. Six six. Yeah. Wow. One ninety-eight. I did actually meet Daniel the other day, but he was actually seated, and obviously. First time I saw you stand up, I said, you're a hell of a beast. Yeah. I can tell you, I hit my head on the doors and everything all the time. Actually, we have a, I, I'm, to those of the listeners, I am in this office with Matthew every day. Yes. And there's a thing in our kitchen. Out, and when we moved in, I was like, I'm going to hit my head on this. And then we just stood there talking about it. I was like, no, Matthew, you're going to hit your head on this. It's that, it's that low. Exactly. And it took exactly 40 minutes. And I could hear Matthew going, gunk. <laughs> it's effing and blinding. For, yeah. for, for, the, for the listeners that don't know me and haven't seen me, I am the size of Gimli. I, I look un, not unlike him as well if you put some, put some chain mail on me. <laughs> um, it's what's inside that matters. <laughs> it's what's inside the dwarf that matters. It's called food. <laughs> Got food and ale. <laughs> In my case, mainly food, yes. <laughs> Actually, no, mainly ale. Okay, anyway, enough about me. This is about Daniel. So, so, what, so what happened was uh, I, 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 joined a, I joined a band that was a comedy band because they... You you know one of those gigs you get well maybe you do maybe you don't but one of the gigs you get we're like uh, oh you play the guitar we're missing a bass player <laughs> so so I got into that but they had some really funny songs and the, the band was called Man and the Meat Mincers. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. don't do that when I'm just taking a sip of beer. Otherwise, you'll end up. Well, I didn't the name equipment. the band. I'm just, I'm just quoting. Just audition. So, so yeah, one, yeah. one more time for the listeners. It was called Man and uh, the Meat Mincers, <laughs> and the reason was that the lead singer was called Casper Man. That was his uh, name, and we were the Meat Mincers. Uh, and then me and the guitar player thought it would be really funny to throw out the lead singer. Uh, and still call it Man and the Meat Singer, uh, meat, meat, meat Singers, minces. and the Meat Mincers. And so we, I don't know, we just did it for fun. I don't know. But then all of a sudden, we actually realized we wanted to do more. Me and the guitar, 
uh, player. So we started a band, just like a two-man band, called Ass Howls. So yeah, Ass Howls. As like in howling asses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we didn't know where we wanted to go. I was going to say, was this, was this the Dan- direct Danish translation of a fart? <laughs> I don't know. I think we, we we tried to look at what kind of logo would be fun to have. <laughs> then the name came. Like, how funny would it be to have an ass howling? So, so we did, yeah. we did that, and uh, we did a couple of open, open mics, and I just realized, oh, that stand up thing is still a thing. Uh, and I started writing a little bit of stand up on the side, right. and I went down one night to an open mic, and I talked to the guy who was hosting it uh, two weeks before. Um, and I went down just to have a look because yeah. I found it really interesting. Yeah. And the host was there, and he goes, "Hey, Daniel, how are you doing? You want you want to go on stage?" I'm like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> I was at home writing, and now I have to look at people doing it so I can like find some kind of threat into transformation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But then the first two that got on stage sucked so badly, and I had two like really strong beers, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm up." <laughs> and how arrogant of me but after i walked off stage i knew this is what i'm gonna be in life cool yeah, yeah. i was ready to quit my job right away it didn't matter about the money didn't matter about anything this is what i wanted well, to there's do. been a feature of our lives ever since really about the, it's not about the money it's about doing stuff that we it's all about enjoy, the dumb dumb dead dumb dumb indeed right how do you come up with your material daniel how do you... Oh, that's the hardest question <laughs> ever. Obviously, you're very creative. Obviously, you've just sent this. Uh, no, no, he's not that creative. I share an office with him. Jesus Christ, it's hard work. <laughs> I come up with an idea, I bounce it off with Matthew, and then I edit and it. And then he has an idea. <laughs> <laughs> washing up, you said to me, Matthew. <laughs> so that, I, was, that, was my, that was my day yesterday. <laughs> so basically, what I, what I usually... Just, actually, it's just about when you start thinking... Yeah. In a certain way, you start thinking, could this be funny? Then you start looking for the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all about just being in that mode. Yeah. Like right now, I'm doing advertising as well. Yeah. And I cannot, in a certain moment, I have to like think twice, not in the spoken sense, but like yeah. I have to think two times. Yeah. I have to think, is this funny? Yeah. Is, this, is this situation good for advertising? But as long as you're in that mindset, that, that's, how, that's how it comes up. Yeah. Instead of just like, and then actually trying and doing and, sure. you know, if you have an idea, sure. start writing. Do you get inspired by looking at people in the street? You know, oh, fuck yes. Or, yeah. So yes. It sort of spins things, you know, start ticking. In yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times a week my girlfriend goes, you're staring. <laughs> <laughs> like you get a pin number on which she's paying. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she's you're staring and I, go, I know i'm working <laughs> but i get i get that all the time from her and i'm like this is this is what i do and i i can just tell that people sometimes feel awkward but that's 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 part of the game man yeah and okay. my average working day yeah I can, I can feel him looking at me all the time yeah. he's inspired <laughs> for his uh, Being, yes he says next you're material. inspiring me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right. How do people react when you tell them what your job is? Uh, I actually don't like that situation. Um, Why? And I don't think I've ever been asked that question before, which is really interesting. What okay, do you do? Really? No one's... Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause, I mean, it's no, the a... question of how people react when I say it. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, what usually happens is 
just like anybody else, I don't think what I do is very special. Right. I think it's just as special as anyone else. Like, uh, I don't know, a doctor, yeah. surgeon. It's just as interesting. Well, that, that, was, that was high class work. Yeah, exactly. I think I think I'm a surgeon and a bit of a rocket scientist. The, what, maybe what, maybe I should I should be at CERN. Yeah. I'm, I'm but what usually happens is that people only want to talk about me, yeah. and I don't like that. Yeah. I want to talk about us. We're in a conversation. Yeah, I yeah, once yeah. met a guy who was designing like climbing walls. Right. Like he designed the walls okay. and the difficulties, and I was, I found that really interesting. Yeah, of but he was like, yeah, it's boring. Let's just talk about you. And that's what I get most of the time. Mm. A lot of the time, is, people is, are pretty cool about it. But is, but is that just is that just a part on parcel of the whole uh, sort of you are you do stuff that I would like to do? Um, I, I can, think I, I think I, it's, I find uh, comedy is something that, that that I think most people, apart from Republicans, will find important in life. Um, um, and so I, they identify very strongly with it. I think it's interesting to people because it's something we see on TV. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. People can relate to it, can't they? Yeah, and everybody has to like, oh, so... You, and, and also there's another thing that it, it turns up, actually it turns up the expectations mm. of who I am in real life. Yeah. So like, oh, like I remember I, I did a, uh, a football game once, like a really low Sunday league thing. Mm-hmm. And... What, you played? Yeah. Okay. Well, goalkeeper. I uh, used to be actually. <laughs> you won the goal. You won oh, the goal. Just don't don't even. Uh, oh, that is that is such a horrible uh, place in, in in my mind because years later after I stopped, like I met my I met my 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 coach and he was like, "Why did you stop?" It's like I don't know. It's just we we weren't really winning and whatever. I felt bored or, and he goes, "Well, you could have been like a world class goalkeeper." <laughs> Like yeah, but now I'm old and fat and <laughs> like time. What, just shut up, man. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you could have been, been one of the contender. Yeah, you could, have, you could have been one of the best. It's like that's too late, man. So you're telling me that now? Yeah, you could have called my mom like a week later. <laughs> so getting back there, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think, I think that um, what, we're, what we're saying was talking about uh, how how people react. When yes. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, that you were, you, you could have been a world class. Yeah. Oh, the expectations. I think the expectations get too high. That was the football game. So we were playing on the game when I'm when I'm on the on the football field. I'm a footballer, right? You know, like yeah. we're playing football. Yeah. Uh, and I was also a defender. And we tend to yell a lot and control people and stuff yeah. like that. And we came into the dressing room, and there's a couple of guys I never played with before. And and I was like, oh, I have to go because I have a gig. And they go, what do you do? I'm a stand up comedian. And one guy goes, "Wow, I didn't really think you were that funny on the field." Because <laughs> I was, I was yelling. But as soon as I step over that line, it's game on. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually some of the times the expectations uh, are 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 getting too high and stuff like that. Do you do you get do you get that thing where where people go, "Go on and tell us a fucking joke, then so oh, yeah, make yeah, me yeah. laugh." I think what happens then is I sort of cut people off right. and ignore them. Mm. And I'm like, okay, you're not, we're not going to have a conversation tonight. Mm. Um, you can do that with your high and presence, you know, give them the look. <laughs> no, I, I usually just, yeah. Give them the evil 
Jones. <laughs> yeah. As we say down our way. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I do get that a lot, and I do. It's just it's just difficult, like living up to that. It's 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 like expecting a carpenter to just build stuff all the time. Mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's my job, and yes, of course, I like having fun and I like doing jokes, yeah. but I can't do every third sentence no. in a normal conversation. Yeah. And if I if I was like a jokey jokey guy all the time, yeah. I man. would have nothing. I would have nothing to talk about on stage yeah. because then I was Tim unlike man. you guys yeah. who are who are in the in the seats. It's naturally, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. like the best the best comedians are normal guys in yeah. life. Yeah. Because that's what we talk about. And then we start developing material yeah. that is really funny. And that's the reason, like, we work on it. And that's the reason comedy costs money. Mm. Because we, if we didn't work on it, it would just be, it would just be a conversation. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's the point. I mean, it's, it's like with anything um, is, is sort of when people say, I mean, I've worked in, in the creative industries as well. And you say, this is the quote for what I'm going to do for you. And they're like, ooh, that's expensive. So, yeah. Yes, because I'm bloody good at it. I practiced, and I have practiced to be That's as good as I am. You I are you are paying for the years yeah, yeah, of yeah. experience that has brought me to this point, so that you don't go to some person who's fresh out of college, yeah. who's going to come up with something that isn't going to work, um, True. because it's the latest thing rather than it's the thing that actually makes a difference. Yeah. That actually leads to my next question: How do you practice your material, Daniel? Uh, me, all the fucking time <laughs> I actually do sometimes <laughs> it does this I mean, is are you in a room sort of locked away in front of a mirror or do you record or I'm just um, how it works for you or how there's different there's different ways uh, it has gotten quite different over the years um, but usually if I do like the well optimized practice yeah. I write my material print it out um, sorry Greta Thunberg but I do. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do because then I, she's a good girl. But it was that, that's how it was when I started. Um, yeah. um, it, was, it was like this works, and I can't really read on the screen. But I can I can put out my entire script. Like in here, we're in the office. We have a studio next door. I would yeah. put, and I did that because I did a TV gig a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I put all of my material on the table, and cool. I just walk around saying it. Yeah. I usually, what works for me is actually talking to a couch imagining there's three people in it really yeah and okay. three people i know because it then it gets authentic right and so i would do that maybe five to 15 times mm -hmm. until it sticks and then i'll do an open mic and i'll go back and edit and do another open mic go back and edit do do that probably 100 200 times does your, does your girlfriend do you ever practice in front of your girlfriend I've no never no never i talk to her about stuff if it's about women or yeah. it's about something that she knows something about mm. so I, I just use her as any other friend um, but I never practice in front of anyone like practice no. practice and also my friends are all like oh you do an open, are you doing an open mic can we come and watch you like no you can't come and watch an open mic I have enough pressure on mm. me yeah, with, sure. with random people I can't yeah. like it's it's too much for me you can yeah. come and watch the show or you can come and watch me like um, doing like this, the small tiny changes that you would never uh, realize yeah. I'm doing. You need your own space to get your yeah, yeah. thoughts. And, yeah. Yeah, and even even like just, just a car ride from here to sure. Odense or Aarhus where I usually do my open mics. 
I, I'm just like, I just want to be alone. Mm. And then people usually, oh, can I drive with you? No, you can't because this is my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, it, I, I get it. I totally exactly. get it. Who, who would he make you laugh, Daniel, and why? Well, sort of me and well, me and Matthew laugh. Smith after what's recently happened. Uh, well, that oh, we've kind discussed of, that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going, going to go into that. We can do that privately. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a, I have an opinion, but Matt, Matt knows right. about that. Yes. Um, oh, it's a mood thing, right? Mm. I have a lot of friends that makes me laugh, and me and Matthew laugh a lot every day, which mm -hmm. also makes the office space really. Um, Cozy and positive, yeah, yeah, yeah and it fun. Is, it's and great. It is awesome. Like we usually take like maybe we work for two, two and a half hours, and we get up or we go to the couches and have like a loose talk. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sure. <laughs> oh, that's a good podcast name. <laughs> right. Talk to the couch. Talk to the couch because the face says it listening. Yeah. But I have I have some like Stuart Lee is absolutely favorite comedian. Um. I think what Lee Evans has done is yeah. really, really impressive. Big fan of mine. He lives actually from the set. Comes from the is he a big town. fan of He's yours? He's a big fan of yours, is he? Bitteriki, bitteriki boy. You actually. mean you're a big yeah. fan of his? I'm yeah. a big fan of his. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've actually seen him running. He's quite into fitness. Yeah, yeah. See, when you see him on stage, <laughs> he actually gives it all, and he, he gets through sweat so profusely. That he gives it his all, but he's quite. He used to be an amateur boxer. He could have been. Yeah, that's true. Have you read it? Have you read his book? I haven't actually. You, no. you can borrow it from me. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's an easy read as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's important. Wait, wait, I, I'm, I, I'm just sitting here. English. I'm just sitting here trying to compute the idea of of, of him actually running, because when you see him performing physically, the, the fact. I mean, how does he run? What does he look like? Well, at least he, he runs, runs away from all that sweat. Small. He's a very, very small guy. And I've actually seen him yeah. when I was with my friend. We were doing some landscape gardening. We were driving around some country lanes where I'm from in the UK. And he was fake coming towards us. And as our eyes lit up, he realized that we recognized who he was. Yeah, yeah. But he's, you know, very, very dedicated. And is it the Ministry he of, you know the ministry he's of not, Silly Runs? He's not performing anymore. No, oh, he's, he's retired. He his wife retired, was on, yeah. got to him or His wife said it was all too much. No, no, he, he went out. He, he just went like... All of our lives since we were, because they, they've been together since they were like 17. Right. And he goes, all of our lives has been about me. Now it's her time. And he just stopped. Look at you, giving me the Jolly, trying chills. to blame his wife when he was actually being a well, decent that's what he human said. being. He's but still writing material though, I think, isn't he, for others? Or yeah, quite probably. Stopped? I don't think he needs to work. No, probably not. Those, those O2 arena yeah, tours and whatever. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he did 147 of them. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he toured Australia and England and some of Canada, I think. Oh, I think he actually holds a record. I think you're right, Daniel. There's some record that, right? that he, yeah, yeah. he holds for the amount of gigs and exactly. the amount of people that he's... And what I really like is that no one in Denmark have, has any idea who he is. Yeah. I still, I think I saw what might have been uh, one of his first televised uh, appearances. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was on Channel 4. And it was... I, I remember almost sort of expiring with laughter at it because the whole thing was about him coming onto stage with a microphone lead that was too short. Yep. And the fight that he was having for the whole thing. And he'd just come up and he'd walk to the front and he'd think he'd just got it right and he'd walk straight to the front of the stage and he'd, he'd just bring the microphone up to say a word. And it'd get whipped out of yep. his hand. Yeah. It was superb physical comedy. 
exactly. absolutely brilliant. And that's how he started, which is really interesting that he actually managed to go into stand-up comedy after that. Yeah, true. Because it's so different. Yeah, very different. Like yes, writing a joke and, yep. and doing like what his was as close to slapstick as you yeah, get. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah, yeah. But it was, yeah, he was so interesting. Yeah. He's but done the, films. He's a, he's a very good actor, isn't he? He's been in some yeah, yeah. Hollywood movies, and uh, he was in the Canary was one. Was he yeah, in something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, yeah, that's yeah. true. He was, Isn't he yeah. the one who gets caught by a fish hook in the ear? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make, yeah he was a crippled. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. And the only th- the only reason he can do that because he's so like he's such a perfectionist. Yeah. But oh man! But there's a lot lot of other comedians Fifth that element. inspire me as well. He was in the Fifth Elephant, was he? Wow. Okay. What was he? What was he in that? He was some sort of, uh, oh, I can't remember, some sort of sailor or comedy sailor. A comedy. <laughs> he was. He was. He was dressed up as a sailor. He was dressed up as a sailor. He was dressed up as a sailor. Okay. And he was a bit of a sort of a, yeah, he was a sort of a funny, a funny guy. Um, but he had a big role in it, actually. Oh, wow. Well, there's a lot of comedians. I need to look that up. Hold on. You you carry on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do. I think I think also there. Uh, you need to look at look at America as well, like Bill Burr, um, Ali Wong makes me laugh so hard. She's so fucking funny. Okay. Um, uh, I think Louis C.K. is really really good. Um, actually, some of the Bill Cosby stuff is really nice as well. Yeah. Like it's just so. Easy, um, isn't it? What Bill Cosby has done, some of the jokes he's done, I I'm it's it I'm beyond words how he manages to describe something because he has so many jokes packed in but they never seem like a joke and that sounds like <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like something that's really bad mm. but there's so there's so many people that are really really inspiring and there's a reason why they're at the top I think um, but there is, there's different genres that are really 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 interesting to look at and and I like actually seeing Jim Gaffigan has Mm. something as well which is really really nice but you can also you can you can pick up something pete holmes is really funny as well there's a lot of people that make me laugh but there's also a lot of people that makes me uh, get inspired okay yeah they're geniuses aren't they they really are they're sort of i think it's people unique yeah but then we're talking like people like dave Chappelle and stuff like that like he's a straight up like he punches out material like no one else but i think i think when push comes to shove, it's just hard work. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of goes behind the scenes to what yeah. you've actually seen the, the actual performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, with the amount of effort that you put into it and yeah, yeah, yeah. heartache. I, I have a question. I have a question. Is that all the beer? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We have more. I have many questions. No, 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 no. It's just a, my, you know, my, my he, you know it. This is your office. <laughs> you know yeah, where the no, beer is. I just, I, just, I just wondered if he'd, if he'd, if he'd supplied more beer or if it was just the one. Oh, sorry. Oh. No, you can have the rest of this. Do you want to take, take no, that? No, 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 no. We go. No, no, that's all right. Sorry, that's nice and cold. Okay, I'll take it. Sure. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Ready for the next question? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the most memorable moment in your career so far? The first thing that springs to your mind. Oh, I know it's Friday and it's been a long week. It's got to be meeting me. I don't know, man. <laughs> that was not part. That's part of my private life. Meeting <laughs> the two giggle fixes. Yeah. Well, today, obviously, but. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, what's the most memorable? I've done. I've done a lot of funny things. I've Is done a lot of weird. Well, there's goods and there's bads. Um, I did. I don't know, man. I don't know. Early days, I did a thirty-three hundred gig, way before I was ready to do that. Oh, and what? In front 30, of thirty-three hundred people? Yeah. Shit. Where oh. was that? Did you have a few beers before? No, I never drink before my show. Where never. was that? Where were you playing? It's, it was an open air thing in Horsens. Uh, there was a comedy night, and I just texted uh, the other one, which like. Uh, like really big comedians, and that's yeah. a good thing about like Facebook. You just write to them yeah. and I'm like sure. can I do an 8 minute spot and I'm like yeah sure and I was not ready I got a okay. 2 star review and everything uh, but you learn from it learning I was going to say oh you're kidding you yeah the only thing I remember from that was that I'd, I've been on that stage uh, as an MC okay later on like a couple of years ago actually right and I was I was just like yeah yeah <laughs> which is weird um, I've, I've done, done tons of shit I've, I've performed for two people I've performed for 15, 1600, 2000 yeah. um, uh, well, so what's, what's, the, what's the optimal audience size for you? What sort of, what sort of I like something in between 120 and 200 okay I like that that's a good large crowd mm. which is still intimate mm. yeah so actually, you, in between eighty and two hundred. And, and with your material, are you are you the sort of guy that likes comebacks? Are you do you like interaction with the crowd? Or yeah, I love is it. it. Yeah, and I, I've I've been working a lot on actually making it nice for the audience as well. Yeah, because I think stand up has a really bad rep mm. on that. Usually, people go, "Oh, what's your name? Oh, my name is Lonnie. Oh, you're a hooker, something like that." Yeah, and yeah. I yeah, I I, I never like that. I never like that. Yeah. 
So I actually try to, I did for years and years and years, instead of asking what people do for a living, which you've, you've heard millions of times, yeah. Yeah. I actually started asking people, what do you do in your spare time? Yeah. Because you didn't have any pre- um, like prepared jokes for that. Sure. So you had to be, you had to be clever. Yeah. You had to be good. And I did something on a trombone once that I remember that people still like come up to me. You remember that time we did that thing? I was like, yeah, it was just like coming off of my head. But <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's really important um, to have that connection. And I think yeah. that's what makes stand up, stand up. Yeah. Actually, this is my next question. How do you deal with hecklers? You know, people that really try to put you down. Is a it isn't really that much on the, the environment or it depends on yeah. the crowd. It isn't really it isn't really happening that much anymore. Right. Which is weird. Isn't but back it? in the days, man, ten years ago, are you kidding yeah. me? It was hard. fun. Yeah. It was fun. You enjoy it. You enjoy it. Relish. Of course, man. Yeah. If I, if anybody yells something, let's say there's a hundred people in there, including me, it's one against ninety nine. Yeah. Like he's lost the fight from the beginning of opening his mouth. Unless the comedian like Falls for. I know there's a female Danish comedian who, at one point, said something on stage like, "Women can do anything just as good as men." And she goes, "Name one thing that women can't do as well as men." And a guy in in the crowd goes, "Stand-up comedy." <laughs> <laughs> like, Ooh, like, yeah. And then you just have to go like, "Wow, that was really funny." <laughs> like, I how am I gonna get? Oh, I, I, I can't top that. No. But that was not a real, like a true heckle. It's like she put it out, and if I was been in there, like I would have. That's just funny. Yes, yeah. that's just funny because like you're 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 throwing the ball in the air and you're asking me to hit it. Yes, and basically, he fucking and he hit it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a home run. Um, but I, I actually, I, I don't enjoy it. But you know, if people say something nice, I, I, I don't believe there's any reason to, to go at them. Yeah, um, but if they're being idiots, I can be an idiot. Yeah, back. obviously cro- there's a border, isn't there? If they cross over that sort of barrier, that, Which, and it becomes personal, they try and make it personal. Then you have to put them in. Yeah, well, I, if they try to make it personal, I'll make it personal. Yeah, yeah. Sure. they they set the tone. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. And you finish it, and you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking finish this. Outside, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> Insight, mate. <laughs> Let's finish it in here. But well, you can always make people hate a person. Sure. Um, Have you ever died on stage? Oh, uh, fuck yes. Like, people don't understand your material, appreciate your act. Oh, kidding I mean, me. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Must be a horrible... It looks like a very... Oh, I remember two gigs so well. Sadly, I remember them so well. <laughs> right. Actually, three. But the third one, yeah. I was experienced enough to just walk off stage <laughs> three minutes in I was just you just like, gave up I just it, like you know what I don't have it today <laughs> it's my fault and I just walked off they just didn't like me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is gonna be the best show cut, cut to advertising but uh, my f- very first performance went really well yeah. because I was introduced in a good way and they were like the next comedian or, or whoever is just someone who just came up to me and he's never performed before that went well. My second, oh, it was so bad. My second performance was so silent, and I did the same material. I died. It just, as you say, is, it, is yeah. there? A, I mean, can you analyze why that happens? Is it? Is it the crowd? Is it you? Is it a combination of that? Is it? Um, 
it's never really the crowd. The brain yeah. freeze or something happens within yeah. that sort of amplifies very rapidly in sort of panic stations or it's, I don't know. I, I think it's an evolutionary thing that okay. If I'm if if I am unsafe. And I feel like you can usually see it on new comedians. They're like trapped in a corner, just yeah. like a cat outside. Yeah. Cringe, you, don't you, for them probably? Yeah, yeah, but you can tell right away. So, and I've seen I've seen young comedians having really great jokes, but just dying yeah. because it's not a safe space for the yeah. audience. Yeah. So it's never really the audience. Um, my third time as well, I died like so badly. Um, I remember those two so so well okay so so out of your first three gigs yeah two were silence dire silence so so is it is it's is it quite fortuitous then that the first gig actually went off really well because would you have gone gone for a third gig if the first two had been absolutely catastrophic i think i would yeah i mean is that is 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 that is that a feature of a feature of, of comedians in your in your view that they are masochists but it's, it's an addiction. Uh, okay. Like there's an endorphine, some kind of yeah, thing but, but, you're but, chasing. But, and yeah, okay. I'm just thinking if you keep on dying on your ass though. Yeah. Trust me, I've seen people do that for years and years and years and then turn out as great comedians. But it, there's just something that inside of you that goes, I have to do this. But is, is that all part of, of, of sort of honing the art? Learning uh, process of... That's in the beginning, you though, you have it. nothing to lose. That's the thing, right? True enough. Yeah. And now, when I'm I'm at a stage where um, where you like new comedians, when they see me, they're like, "Holy shit, what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I'm on a, I'm on an open mic just like you. <laughs> like I feel just as unsafe as you. Like I'm vulnerable. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And they go like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna go in and, and watch your set." I'm like, "Don't, man, you're gonna get so disappointed." <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not finished. I'm still baking it. Well, why don't we talk to the sofa first? <laughs> exactly. Oh, fuck. That's even more horrible. <laughs> Stumbling on words and everything. Right. What's the funniest joke you've ever heard, Daniel? Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh. Putting you on the spot here. Yeah, quiet. There is... You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to tease it because it's it's quite long. <gasps> We've done 40 uh, minutes already. Wow, yeah, we have. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll do it. Go on then. Go on. So, I just need to think because there's a... There's a there's translate it from Danish to English. No, no, I can do it in English. So, there, <laughs> there's a... a, a yeah, there's a postman um, delivering a package. Oh, fuck it. No. He's delivering a package. Um, so, he's walking up to the house and he he knocks on the door and no one opens. So he knocks harder, and all of a sudden, the door opens, and it's a man with a, uh, a head that's a, a big, huge orange. Right. Um, he goes, oh, hello, sir, I have a package for you. Um, and he goes, oh, thank you very much. And the postman walks off, and just as he's about to close the door, the postman turns around and says, listen, I have to ask you, I have to ask you, um, that big orange you have as a head, as a head, what's that all about? Oh, well, one day I was, I was digging in my garden, and and I, just all of a sudden I heard this, um, this metal sound, and there was no lamp, and I was uh, rubbing on it, and a genie, a genie came out, and uh, and he said he said I had three wishes, uh, and my first wish was 
that I wanted a beautiful wife that makes fresh bread to me every day, cooks amazing dinner. Uh, she's the best in bed you can ever imagine. She's beautiful. She's hot. She's everything. And she's always naked. And you can actually see her through the kitchen window. And the postman goes, oh, yeah, wow, she is beautiful. And that, that bread just smells amazing. <laughs> and and the postman goes, so what about your second wish? Well, I wish for so much money that I never had to work again. And you can see I have a nice house. I have a nice car. I'm here in my robes. And I I never have to work again, which is really nice. He goes, oh, that makes sense because I don't like working. I'm just a postman delivering and today's really rainy and, you know. It's horrible. And and then the guy, guy goes, so my third wish, and this might have been where I go wrong, uh, I wish for a giant orange as a head. joke you know what you can do with that joke if people don't laugh <laughs> that joke you like you know you and i have nothing in common <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're pretty there, you yeah. picturing it every yeah, yeah. you know oh, you yeah, really describe it well i was there but that's the beauty of those kind of jokes though is that you're expecting there to be some, some sort of kind of connection like, okay how is how, and i was yeah. sitting there i was going it's like what is it that he's going to say that's going to be misinterpreted as an orange yeah. head? Yeah. It's, no, that was it. He yeah. asked yeah. straight out, flat out for an orange head. He been drinking head. either. Yeah. <laughs> now, this might be where I got it wrong. I asked for a giant orange head. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it. Have you got any more questions? Yeah, I have a few more if I oh, may. Oh, God, all right, okay. Then I'm going to go get a beer out of the fridge. Does anyone okay. else want a beer? Whilst I could do half there? one. You could have one? Maybe. You know what? I, I'm the only one who's mobile. We can actually I, keep recording. Okay, all right, yeah. I am. <laughs> that's true. You do have the, the facility. I, I was asking, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is the... Oi, jolly, jolly. I was asking all of us, mate, if we wanted one. It's just because I can't see on the other side of the screens. Probably, <laughs> Yes. You want me to do a tour of the office? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I mean, what you could do, actually, Jolly, uh, if you, if you, on your side, if you press the button, you can lower the, the, your, the, the but it's, it's up there because of the mic. Ah, okay, then leave yeah. it there then, it's because there is a technical reason for the uh, layout. So, what? No, no, I actually, I, I just, frighteningly enough, I actually wanted to look at you, but there you're you welcome. Go. Thank you, Daniel. You're a scholar and a gentleman. Okay, you're, you're expected to share this one, are you? Yeah, why not? You don't know me very well. No, no, I, have to, I have to drive. I'll share with somebody. Okay, you can share with me. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm no dripping. Thanks, man. Well, I hope you can nice. hear that, lovely listeners. Sorry, I just put my zipper up now. <laughs> <laughs> right then, next question. Well, on the floor again. <laughs> How many questions do you have just out of interest? Another five or seven questions. It's all good. Another five or seven. Okay. It's yeah, all good. Something like that. Um, as long as we don't have to 
Like, oh, we'll get back to you next week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Were you the classroom joker? Yep. You were? Yep. So from what surprised. sort of age did you sort of realise that uh, you were entertaining? I think sec- second to third grade. Yeah. Actually, in eighth grade, all the year, I was, <laughs> I was sat by myself. Disrupted. Because no matter who who I sat next to, they couldn't concentrate because they were laughing too hard. <laughs> so all, all throughout eighth grade, I was sitting at, at my own desk, all the way like on the blackboard. Okay. And the teacher were she was she was teaching behind me, <laughs> so I, I I think that that's what started my neck pain. <laughs> but actually, all of that year, I I I I I was I wasn't allowed. Sitting next to anyone. Okay. I learned a lot that year. That was the one year you learned. The only pupil sitting on their own because of your. Yeah, everybody was two and two, and there was me by myself. Wow. And there was a lot of lot of other uh, really funny guys in the in the class as well, but I was just the only one that was disrupted. Were you one of like twenty, thirty students? Like twenty five or something like that. Yeah. Impressive. So where where are you from in, in Denmark? I'm from originally a tiny town, same size as this where we're in Culling. Yeah, uh, it's called Horsens. Okay, mm-hmm. um, like sixty thousand in the center and a hundred thousand in the in the in the entire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you were a comedian, what job would you do? I would do advertising, which <laughs> I also do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've been wondering if I was just to get like. What normal, most people call a regular job, mm. I would be in a warehouse with a pair of headphones, yeah. just stocking shelves or pallets or whatever they wanted me to be. I could do that. Um, I I was in the army for three years uh, as a sergeant, but I could never go back to that. Right. Um, but yeah, advertising was actually a dream. Yeah. A bigger dream. Uh, for years and years and being uh, yeah. a comedian I think there's just something about um, making people feel something mm. I like mm. that's also why I like cooking mm. yeah. there's something about like it's like waking people up in this, in, a, in a good way or something like I don't know yeah. there's just something about it there's just something about it yeah it's good that you're into advertising because you can self-promote your gigs and you can put yourself, brand yourself. Or I can't. You can't do actually. That's brand that's yourself. that's that's the exact reason why advertising companies are needed. You cannot brand yourself. That's where Maskey comes in. He's very good. I know. Like, but we help each other. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually like we've been talking about like changing names of companies yep. and like yep. that's actually what we use each other for. You like you have an idea and then the other one goes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is how you're supposed to do, and then you go, "Oh yeah." So it's, it's really, really difficult treating yourself as a client. Sure. Yeah. Some people can do it, of course. Yeah, yeah. But the reason why advertising companies exist is because it's almost impossible to see your Profile, company yeah. or, or anything yeah. from the outside because sure. you're on the inside. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, next question: Have you ever been the best man at a wedding? Nope. Have I? Do you want no, to I be? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Um, my best friend has not. Um, Sebastian. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 I don't know why, but my brain tells tells me it's probably the same thing. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but it's probably the same thing. I think. Uh, I think the worst thing, what I'm worried about right now, because mm. I did a TV gig that's going to be aired on Saturday. This has to be coming. Yeah, oh, that's true. So. This yeah, Saturday yeah. or next Saturday. Oh, okay. And I'm worried yeah. if I get really famous, and I cannot have like a private life when I'm out eating. Yeah. Um, that's never been the reason why yeah. I'm doing it. Um, and I can tell my girlfriend right now, it's like, you're really talking about, a lot about it. Yeah, because I've tried it once before, like 11 years ago, mm. 12 years ago. Where, where you became <clears throat> yeah, particularly Yeah, I did a well gig, known. but that was back when TV was still like a thing that everybody watched. Right. Um, the best thing, but it's the same thing. When you're famous, you get, well, famous. I've never been famous, famous. But you get opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. The doors uh, open. Yeah, exactly. Opportunities. And I think, you know what's actually, this is what I tell everybody. That's the best thing about what I do. Every single night, I get the amount of sleep that my body needs. Mm. There's no alarm clock. Mm. And that is, a, that is the key for me mm. to happiness. And I can only do that because I am, well, self-employed. And most of my gigs are at night. Sure. That is the best thing. Mm. I get my sleep every single night. It's important. You lucky bastard. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we've been talking a lot about that, haven't we? (laughs) Yes, we have. So so this Saturday, if anyone's in Denmark and listened to this before, what's channel and what time? It's TV2. I think it's at 8 on Saturday. Yeah. Tomorrow. It might be. I think... I think it's online. It's online tomorrow and okay. it's going to be aired next Saturday. Okay. So the chances are that you'll listen to this afterwards. So what you will now need to do is go back in time yep. and watch TV2 in Denmark yep. for the gig and also speak Danish. Which well, will, which chances are that you are two years ahead from now because this <laughs> podcast <laughs> only comes out every two years. Exactly. And you'll just like the episode that you just listened to. And you go, let me listen to the previous one. Get his finger out of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. You've got a real star on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but, but me folks are coming over and I've got to entertain them. Bloody hell, son. Why don't you invite them in? Invite your dad in to talk like what was Matsky's life when he was young. And oh God, no, have the, the very good reason why I don't want to invite them in. I would. Would you? To would it. you like to have your parents to talk about you? Well, both of mine are dead, so that's pretty impossible. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, that was a really so. Yes, job, Matt. I so, would. Well done, Matt. <laughs> if you, you can get you did my just parents, just bury his back. father. Good job, yeah. sunshine. If you can get both of my parents back, <laughs> I would join you for an episode. I, they might be a bit smelly. Oh, they were. <laughs> Is there anything you won't joke about? No. Nope. So you're quite open to... Actually, I like joking about things that people don't like. Find uncomfortable. Uh, or... Oh, yes. You like to push Oh, fuck them. yes. I also like putting... I like saying a sentence that's actually not bad, yeah. but makes people think about thought. Right. And then go, what are you guys thinking about? Yes, I love it. And I think that's what comedy is supposed to do. I think that is the free space of, of of course you can't go out and say 
um, I think rape is a good thing because that's not a joke. Yeah. You can say, I think rape is a good thing because of this and this and this, but you have to have really good jokes. Yeah. The deeper you dick, the better the jokes. Yeah. And that's where I think comedy gets interesting. You've done your homework. And you... Whose phone is ringing? This is mine. Pizza's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's Walt. You've got an order to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. All the um, I wanted signatures. <laughs> not yet, luckily. Well, um, what do you think of Ricky Gervais? As you know, he's quite uh, out there, isn't he? He sort of doesn't hold back. Are you? Yeah. You think his material is? Uh, I think I'm a big fan of him personally. I think he's a genius. I've watched everything he did. Um, the thing is, what he is really lucky about is that when he started out, he had nothing to lose, mm. and he kept. Doing whatever he did like that, and I envy him for that. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with. There's a lot of because he was not an experienced comedian, he did a lot of easy uh, jokes and stuff like that. But he he admitted it was like, yeah, but I did the easy jokes. But I'm really like one of the, one of my favorite things he did is well, this was actually I told you about this mm. the other day mm. because it was both appetizing and it was comedy. So right. at Dave's uh, comedy festival in in, Le- in Leicester, I think, or maybe it was in Edinburgh. I don't right. know. He 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 booked <laughs> oh, yeah. he booked uh, a, a huge banner and hung it up in the city center, going uh, Ricky Gervais humans whatever the show he did sold out. And I just loved how he, he, he like are you, why are you doing that? Because I can. Yes. <laughs> So even, like, he spent the money just to tell people that the show was sold but, out. But he could afford to spend the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, look what you missed out on. And I love that. Actually, I think last year, I think it was a journalist said, oh, I think you're, I've done some research, you're worth £90 million. And, and Ricky said, yeah, that's about right. So he's been so successful, isn't he? Obviously with The Office as well and selling the rights to the US. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what's really funny about that? Is that Stephen Merchant is about... Just as rich, yes. and no one's talking about and him. Nobody talks about him. <laughs> yes, exactly. What's the latest thing he did on Netflix? Um, Afterlife. Afterlife. Fucking amazing. I thought so. Oh, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Do you know, what? Oh, you know what? Okay, I have to watch that because oh. I have oh, not. Well. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, All over the place. Oh. It's amazing. It's some of the that best. Good. Yeah. He wrote it, directed it. It's so good. So easy to watch and follow, isn't it? It's so. Okay. Well, it's touching. It's funny. It's 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 genuine. It's it's wow. It's a real journey, isn't it? A real emotional journey. You really feel that you're in. You know what the thing is about that show? Yeah. This is the only show where we, you and I, can go so much on about it without overselling it. Look at that, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. Hello, bloody Nora. It's so good. For the listeners at home, I am getting a man showing me his arm with. Hairs standing up, <laughs> and it's very, very exciting from my but let perspective. Me su- let me suggest another show for you. It's oh. a Norwegian show. Right. Actually, I can, su- I can suggest two Norwegian shows. <laughs> Go ahead. One of them is called Norsemen, which is absolutely oh, so that great. I have seen. Yes, and the other one is called Dark, D A G. It's about a couple's uh, therapist <laughs> who uh, believes in divorce. <laughs> It's so oh, fantastic! So what, so it, it's his advice to basically people should divorce just more. Just move out. 
don't fight it. Be honest. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't want any other people in his own life. It's so good. I remember there's an opening scene <laughs> where where you, you like the the camera is walking is walking through the the living room and the phone is ringing, but you can hear like some kind of noise, like something like that. Yeah. And the closer you get, it's a shower, but and the phone keeps ringing and ringing and ringing. So he picks up the phone and you. <laughs> You, the camera moves around and inside the curtain, and and the other person in the in the, in the other end of the phone uh, is is going. Well, what are you doing? He goes. I'm multitasking, and he's in the shower on a bike, <laughs> exercising. <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, but that's one. Of, that's one of the shows I've watched more than once. I think I watched it two or three times. That's really okay. it's really good. So Norwegian show. No, Chris, the guy who with the Flugelflugel or whatever. Ah, the 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 yeah yeah from from uh, oh shit yeah that sketch from NRK yeah. the the Danish uh, whatever Camelosso 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 that guy he, he's he's the one yeah yeah well that that guy that guy kind of yeah yeah but okay cheers Daniel cheers yes, man there two more questions and yeah yeah <laughs> then we're it's all good you got about fifty questions haven't you? That's good. Uh, no, it's, it's good. We'll we'll save that for next week. Okay. <laughs> the next, the next well, you know what to find me. They'd <laughs> be too famous by then. If I want to speak to us, um, any advice you would give to anyone thinking about getting into comedy? Yep. Get going. Right. Get going. Get Start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if, it's just like swimming. Have to jump into the water to learn how to swim. Yeah. That's yeah. Just do it. Just do it. As Nike would advertise. Yeah. Other brands are available. <laughs> we are open for offers. Giggle fix. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are willing to have sponsorships. Now, Absolutely. Send your emails to stuff that's double F at gigglefix.com. Yes, indeed. Um, lastly, why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, God. <laughs> it didn't. It got killed halfway in. To get to the other side, of course. Okay, now, that's actually what I wondered. <laughs> if I was, am I going to say that? Includes my uh, my questions. Thank you, Daniel. You're welcome. Thank you. It's for been great me. to have you on the show. Um, yeah, sure. An hour went by. Really it it fast. just whizzed by, didn't it? Yeah. I really enjoyed um, it actually. Me too. It's been an eye opener, and uh, I've learned a lot about. Uh, I don't think I have the guts to go on stage and do what you do. Admiration for all of you comedians. I don't either. <laughs> he doesn't every, have any guts. I'm telling you, every every single time. I've spelled last this well, so he has last no guts. thirty seconds before I walk on stage, I'm like, "What are you doing?" Oh, okay. Every time. But that's a good thing, though, as well, because you're sort yeah. of, you know the adrenaline and you're preparing, and it's like any sort of professional yeah. sport, or yeah, you, know, you have to have that adrenaline rush. Yep. Fight or flight or fight. Is, yeah. it, is, is there a moment that you'd wish you'd been more of a musician than a, a comedian? No, I can never go back to that. Yeah. There's no response from the audience. It's ridiculous. I know you can make people dance and you can do whatever, but just I that disagree. thing about... I, as a musician, I would disagree. There is, you, I know, you get I know, a I know. from an audience very, very definitely. I know. But uh, but it's a much more it's a much more immediate and visceral response when it's a when you're you're a comedian you can feel whether it's working some, or not straight away. I think this this is horrible to say, but there's some kind of control I enjoy in the room while being on stage. Mm. That so was that was honesty. <laughs> so the sociopath of you enjoys the definitely fact that you can yeah. I think so. 
Yeah. I've got one for you, Daniel. My favourite joke of all time. Yeah. What do you call a gay dinosaur? Hang on. A I mean... megasaurus. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Well, if you can edit that one uh... <laughs> to become no, better, one, that is it to, to be a better one. <laughs> it's quite good, actually. And the yeah. other one is what do you call a blind dinosaur? I don't know. Do you think you saw us? <laughs> this, this is you see that's the problem with my american accent is that that wouldn't that, that wouldn't have worked in in america no, absolutely so I, I'm, ne i'm never going to be able to figure that out <laughs> no, and, and you're getting a, a bit of a, an inkling or a bit of a clue as to the origins of the giggle fix concept which was the the whole thing about doing dad jokes yeah oh, i love uh, dad jokes yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah they're clever just <laughs> were you aware of giggle fix before you met matsky or no So. <laughs> with the brand is so don't forget huge. to give us a bit of a plug it's <laughs> famous yes, yeah, exactly you, when, the next time you go up on stage sponsored by giggle fix <laughs> by beer <laughs> they got me a beer <laughs> they bought me a beer and made me feel happy oh actually i've got something for you to sort of say thank you very much on behalf of max gear and myself at giggle fix oh i do have a, a little obviously your time is valuable i didn't know anything I have you a bar of plop <laughs> oh. What is it like a Which oh has to, be, has to be served with a spunk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously the finest Danish plop and spunk of today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all in date. I was actually worried it's the plop would actually date. melt in my bag actually because of the, the hot sun outside. Have you ever seen it? Like it says plop made in Sweden. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's Swedish plop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, Thanks, man. Only the best uh, plopper comes from Sweden, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what accent that was supposed to be. Actually, yeah. I sent a, a big batch of plop um, with the first lockdown to all my friends in the UK <laughs> to, to try and, you know, pick the pick their humour up and get them through <laughs> it, and they really appreciated it. That's and then good. they got people ringing them up saying, "Why are you sending me these bags of shit?" <laughs> I was like, "Don't know. It's it's plop." Yeah. Can you imagine the? At the airport, they open up the, the thing, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, so there's a guy with a, with a note. Like, can you tell me what's in that? You just uh, do whatever with that. Yeah. Can you tell me what's in that? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's filled with uh, boxes <laughs> of spunk and plop. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take that to my <laughs> to my boss. I think I think we need to I think we need to escalate this one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a spunk smuggler. <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't there some massive court case about about sort of uh, the the like I don't know there was some kind of international um, smuggling of, of of horse semen. Wow! And it was like because it's, 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 it's expensive, worth a, right? It's worth a bloody fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes But sense. I just love the idea of there being like this international ring of spunk <laughs> going around. You no, know what, what I'm thinking is that you know when you when you when you smuggle like heroin. You have to go somewhere, and somebody has to create it, and somebody either has to steal it. But like somebody actually went to a farm and jacked off a horse to get the spunk illegally. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's I mean that's a bloody risky thing because a frisky horse is not something me? you want to be around. Really. No, I'd rather smuggle drugs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take my chances with the heroin. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be more worried smuggling horse semen in my ass. 
like nine months later. <laughs> you see I'm, just, I'm just thinking, the guy, the guy, spare time, I uh, smuggle plop. Yeah, a guy, yeah. A, guy, a guy gets busted for smuggling horse semen up his ass, and then you're just like, how did you extract it again? <laughs> how did you figure out it was him? Look at his kids. <laughs> They're in a stable condition. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They go, boom, boom. They go to the blacksmith every four weeks <laughs> to get new shoes. <laughs> why the long face? <laughs> hey, kids, why the long face? <laughs> Exhausted. Nay! He's Scandinavian. Nay! Oh, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it's a great so way to go is, out. I mean, that, that is what happens when we get plop out and, and, and give people yeah, semen a, on the show. When we give works. a s- semen? Spunk on the show. It's just, <laughs> just, when we spunk all over the show. The only show that uh, yeah, advertises plop and spunk. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we should. We should reach out to plop and spunk. <laughs> say, please, we would like to be sponsored by plop and spunk. We're reaching out to your plop and your spunk. We would like, we would like to cover your spunk with plop. <laughs> you know, the, the spunk one is a Danish company. You yeah, can definitely is, isn't it? reach out to those. It's actually licorice as well as in uh, wine gummy flavour, I believe. Is that right, Daniel? There's two flavours. I think there's more. Salt. It's a salty spunk, so, is there? Please, please accept that this sentence is coming out of my mouth, but yes, it's so been a while since I've had spunk. In your mouth. A quail. <laughs> Quite a while. It's been a while yeah. since you've had spunk in your mouth. I'm yeah. to myself. Right. Sorry, go on, Daniel. It's been a while since you've had some spunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plop, though. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning. Like yeah. clockwork. <laughs> it goes well with coffee. I'll have, I'll have a plop with me coffee. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah. It's lovely. It's o'clock on the dot. <laughs> Right then, should we? It's it's we're, we're over an hour now. Um, should we should we should we call it should we call it a day? Sure. Let's talk advertising next time. Yes, exactly. Let's do that on the next show. The next show is, is why we do advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, yes, man. Um, and do, do you have any any websites or anything or any places that you would like to plug? on the show um, why don't you go and find my TikTok channel called Lil TV L-I-L-L-T-V where I'm going to start doing some videos that are totally out of my comfort zone excellent brilliant we like that excellent we like that we like out of comfort zone and of course if you're following the show please find us on all the W's gigglefix.com you can also find us on Facebook you can find us on YouTube you can find us on Instagram you can find us Pretty much everywhere. Just uh, look for Giggle Fix and like us, share us, get people talking about this because we're tired of talking about ourselves. Basically. <laughs> no, we're not. Thank you very much. See you all. <laughs> bye bye. See you. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.